Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, Billy. Hello, everybody. We're glad you're here. Glory to God. Billy's just talking to us about the end time, the glory, exciting mm-hmm. things. That's right. You know, Gloria, uh, some people say we live in dark times. But it says in Isaiah 61 that even when the world's in gross darkness, the glory can be seen. Amen. And um, there is, it, it says, Peter says, there's a light that can shine in the dark place. And the light that can shine for you in the dark place is the Old Testament prophets. They're the ones that God gave the word through what's going to happen. So we're looking at an Old Testament prophet who really, it's a long book. And it's a book that um, it, it's right up to date. It has prophecies about the nations that are all around Israel. And of course, Israel is at the center of all Bible prophecy because Jesus said, if you want to know what time it is, look at the time clock, look at the fig tree. Yeah. And so we're, we're studying Ezekiel and let's turn to the book. Uh, we're just going to go a little bit into it right here at the first. The book of the prophet Ezekiel or Yehezkiel. It means... Um, strength of God or strengthened by God. Now it came to pass in the 30th year in the fourth month and the fifth day of the month as I was among the captives by the river uh, Chebar or Chebar that the heavens were opened and I saw the visions of God. We've been studying that God said to the Jews, you're going to be my witness to the nations that I'm God. I'm going to reveal myself through you. Plan A, you get to live in the land and be blessed and all the traveling caravans will come down that easy road down there by the Mediterranean Sea where you join three continents together. They're going to see you blessed. They're going to see you healthy, prosperous. But if you don't obey me, Mm. we're going to plan B. And plan B is we're going to scatter you to the ends of the earth. We don't want plan B. And then when I bring you back home, they're going to see that I'm God. Well, they didn't obey God and they got into gross idolatry and gross sin. He told them not to get into idolatry. Mm. Mm. And so uh, the Babylonians, Nebuchadnezzar, carried them off into captivity and Ezekiel was one of the ones that went with them into captivity. He is a priest. And uh, there are three prophets of the time of the Babylonian captivity. We have a have a chart to show you that. And you can kind of look on here and see Daniel is at the same time as Ezekiel. Jeremiah, these three uh, are of the same time period. Jeremiah went with the captives that went down into Egypt. Uh, But Daniel and Ezekiel are with the captives that were carried off by Nebuchadnezzar over into Babylon, present day Iraq, you might say. And so uh, he is among the captives, but even among the captives, Gloria, eventually their temple gets destroyed. They lose their land. They're in a terrible state. They think, is God through with us? Does he want anything more to do with us? So what a statement it is when Ezekiel is over with the captives over in Babylon, over in present day Iraq, and the heavens open up to him. Praise God. This shows God's not through with him. And God gives him visions. He has many visions throughout this book. 
Verse 2, And in the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Jehezkel, or Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Chebar, and the hand of the Lord was there mm. upon him. The hand of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. There's only two times in this book that uh, his name is mentioned because most of the time God calls him Ben-Adam or son of man. And so the, 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 the heavens are open to him and the first vision that he sees, and I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north. As you study judgment in the Old Testament, you'll see that whirlwind often has to do with judgment. A whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding upon itself and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire, also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. Hayot. Eve's name was Haya. It means life. These are the Hayot in Hebrew, living creatures. We see them again in the book of Revelation, the living creatures round about the throne. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. And they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined together one to another. Verse nine, they turned not when they went. Everyone went straight forward. So here we are with these living creatures and um, verse and they're 15, all together. And they're yeah, they're this. all together. And they're, they're, they're actually with their wings and their faces. They're forming like a box. Each one looking out hmm. a different way. Now, this box is for a reason. And their wings are there, their faces, they can go any way. Verse 15. Now, as I beheld the living creatures... Behold, one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces, the appearance of the wheels and their work was like the color of a burl. They had one likeness and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. So we always hear that old spiritual Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. So this, this box like creation is a chariot. It's a chariot and it's the Hebrew word mirkava. Mirkava is the word for chariot. It's used throughout the Bible, the chariots of God. And this is a mirkava. It's a chariot of God. Um, the Jews uh, have tanks, you know, army tanks, and they call them mirkava. Hmm. Now, verse 26. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it, upon it. And I saw as the color of amber 
as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire, and it had brightness about it. So in this box-like chariot formed by these living creatures with their wings together, their faces outward, the wheels can go anywhere the Spirit wants them to go, it's the throne of God. It's the, it's the chariot of God. And it has a purpose. And this purpose I never knew until I got that, um, the book that we're offering this time, you know, uh, the book of Ezekiel is translated by the, by the Jews. And um, this chariot is sent here for a, a certain reason. And it is sent here to escort the glory. Hmm to escort the glory out of the temple. Mm. And uh, so that chariot is going to escort it. And it's going to leave, the Shekinah is going to leave the temple. Mm. Now the glory. Ezekiel has to do with the nations, what's going to happen to them, the wars that are coming. But it goes right on up to the temple in the millennial time, which will be filled with the glory. Ezekiel is a book about the glory. Ezekiel was called to witness the glory leaving the temple and then when it will return. So the glory, the presence of God that can be seen is very, very important to all the whole plan of God. This earth under a curse is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. But there is a certain manifestation of the glory called, we say, Shekinah. Mm-hmm. But in the Hebrew, Shekinah. And it, 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 it manifested in the Bible like a cloud, like a fire. And if you will turn in your Bible to Romans 9. I put it here for you, Gloria. I printed it oh, out for us. Thank you. You're yep. so good to me. And... Um, I hope you have your Bibles there, you know, because we're studying the book of Ezekiel. And we're going to study now a little bit about the glory. So Paul, writing in the book of Romans, uh, speaks of the Jews. And he calls them his brethren, according to the flesh. And he says this, starting with verse 3. My brethren... My kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption. It's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The adoption. Each one of these is a separate thing. From the Jews. Remember, he's going to reveal to the nations himself through the Jews. So he revealed through them the adoption. The glory comes revealed through them. The covenants, more than one. The giving of the law, the word, the Torah. The service of God, the ministry to God. The promises, whose are the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one came, who is over all, God bless forever. So these are what came down to us, to us through God, revealing himself through the Jews. And number, the second thing he mentions is the glory. Mm-hmm. 
And he's talking here about the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah. So years ago, many years ago, God gave me a revelation of the glory. And it came, um, sometimes I would even see visions. And I did. I saw Adam, Adam in the garden. And um, I saw that every other creature had covering. Fish had scales. Yeah. Animals had fur. But Adam was, was covered with something else. And so in Psalm chapter 8, verse 3, an angel says this to God. When I considered thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, he's been watching creation. We know this is an angel because Hebrews tells us it is. One angel said in a certain place and then quotes this. So an angel who watched God in creation said this. Psalm 8, 3. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man? I've got a question here. He starts out bragging on God for creation. And then he says, <clears throat> I do have a question. The angels had never seen such a thing. What is man, Ben Adam, that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Angels always had to call on God. But here's one that God goes down to the garden, visits him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Really, that word in the Hebrew is Elohim. And Elohim is the plural of El. Im at the end of a word is plural. So Elohim mm -hmm. is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You made him just a little lower than the Godhead. And they had always known God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and then the archangels, and then angels. But here God puts someone between the archangels and the Godhead, and it's man. You made him just a little lower than Elohim, and you crowned him. God crowned the man. All creation was watching. God said to me, I didn't do this in a corner. All creation was watching me when I walked out. I stepped out to the, to the center of the universe, and I said... Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. And then God himself, he didn't ask Gabriel to do it. He didn't ask Michael to do it. God himself walks over to the man and crowns him. The crown isn't made with diamonds. It isn't made with gold. God paves streets with gold. It's made with glory. You crowned him with glory. Mm. Glory is the presence of God manifested so you can see it. Every time glory is mentioned in the Bible in the Old Testament, you can see it. Comes like a cloud, comes like a fire, comes like a um, smoke. But you always can see it. You crowned him with glory and honor. And when I was seeing all this and God was showing me this about man and showing me about the glory, I saw, I had a vision one morning when I was getting ready to go to the Sunday school class and teach it. And I saw God, I didn't see his face, but like here, 
glory and and man fell. I saw man fall. He fell from the highest heights to the lowest depths because Satan tempted him. And the Lord said to me, before I saw the fall, do you know Romans 3.23? I wheeled around. I was fixing my face. I was glad it was one I knew. Yes. And I quoted to him, for all have sinned and come short of the <gasps> glory. And that's when I saw man, man fall. He was crowned with the glory, mm-hmm. but he fell from the glory. And I saw him with the lowest depths there. I saw him with Satan. I saw Satan say, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Because God had said he's going to have dominion over the works of God's hands. And Satan thinks he's one. Mm-hmm. He's divided man from the glory. I'm God. Yeah. And from God. And I just about fainted. Physically, I got weak. And the Lord, like a, like a ticker tape, a scripture came into me. Mm-hmm. And the voice of the Lord said to me, but the captain of your salvation is bringing many sons to glory. And that lifted me up. But I saw that God and man were, were divided. Satan thought it could not be fixed. Mm-hmm. He thought man could never Holy work Lord. with God. Praise the Lord. You and I know he sent the Lord of glory to be the captain of our salvation. Amen. But for a long, long time, the Lord said to me, I saw, a picture, I saw my son there in that vision. Terry was a bull rider at that time. And I saw him there with a silver buckle around his little narrow waist. And God said, "Um, what if you couldn't hug Terry? For if you hugged Terry, you would destroy him. You would burn him up. And I thought, oh, I probably forget like King Midas, you know, in the golden touch. I'll probably forget and hug him. He said, that was my position with man. Mm -hmm. If I had classed the, the natural tendency of a man with a fallen child is to rescue that child. But if I had done so, my glory would have destroyed him. It would have eaten him up. It would have burned him alive and all mankind with him. Therefore, Satan would have won yeah. because he could have kept my word from coming to pass that I'm going to give man dominion over the works of my hands. And so he then is separated from mankind. And all for long years, he does not come into contact with man for man's preservation until, now what did our scripture tell us in, um, in Romans? What if any is there to be in a Jew? And he said, the glory. Hmm. So he's going to bring the glory back. He's going to bring it. He's, there is, there's going to come a re-entry of the glory and he's going to do it through his separated people, the Jews, who are Call, the call for them is to reveal God to the nations. So, re-entry of the glory. They've been separated for years. God and man. Re-entry of the glory. Moses. Moses is out on the side of the mountain in the wilderness, tending his father-in-law's sheep, and he noticed something. He notices a bush that's burning, but it's not consumed. And he goes over to that bush and he hears the Lord say, take your shoes off. This is holy ground. Mm -hmm. You see, not only was man have been destroyed, but earth was, it was in a curse. So God then has to carefully re-enter the glory. So he cleans a little of the earth off right there by that bush. 
Hmm. Cleans it all so he doesn't destroy it. And he tells Moses, take your shoes off. And Moses comes up here and we have a re-entry of the glory. God tells Moses, you go back. I've got a plan. And his plan was, Gloria, he wanted to be close to man again. He wanted to be close to him. So through Moses, going back to his people who are, who are in um, Egypt, through Moses, he's going to call Moses and he's going to call that whole nation of Israel out to a mountain. And he's going to mm. have re-entry of the glory. Hallelujah. And so we're going to, he, he, he brings him, let's, let's go to Exodus chapter uh, 24. Bless the Lord. And you know about all the 10 plagues and all of those things. We're just going to read this and tomorrow we're going to take up right here. You bring your Bible tomorrow. So he takes them out to the mountain and he has this elaborate plan for the Israelites. They can't come too close to that mountain. If even a, if an animal comes through, it's going to die because the glory will kill you if you're not. John G. Lake said, the glory of the Lord is as destructive of evil as it is mm -hmm. creative of good. And so Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he went into Moses. He called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. What does the New Testament say? What advantage did the Jews have? It was through them that God brought back the glory. We're going to read about that, study on that tomorrow. Bring your Bible. And we'll look at how the book of Ezekiel That's awesome, is all tied into the glory. Hallelujah. Ooh, you don't want to miss that. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.